aviation, alcohol, and throttle back the bottle. Today, we're going to talk about Sober October and taking a break from alcohol to reset, reflect, and possibly revise how alcohol plays into our lives. There's no doubt that the aviation community has a culture of alcohol use. Wheels up, we're airborne. Welcome to the Pilot Wife and Aviation Podcast. I'm Jackie Almer, an aviation professional and pilot wife for over 30 years, and I'm your co-captain. I have some free resources to help you live your best aviation and high-achieving life at resources.pilotwifepodcast.com. Buckle up, stow your bags, and let's unpack the high-altitude life. Hey, Jet Setters, happy fall if you're in the Northern Hemisphere and spring if you're South. The holidays are looming large and it's a good time to take stock of where we are and where we're headed and more specifically where we want to be headed. Now, I love this saying, an airplane at the end of the runway ready for takeoff has one destination programmed in. So how are you doing with that in all areas of your life? Do you know your desired destination? Is that where you're currently headed and what you have programmed in? So let's talk about how that plays into taking a break from alcohol, what it means and what it doesn't mean. So October is right around the corner and I'm running a 31 day break or reduction from alcohol for sober October. Now, a number of members of the aviation fitness group took part in this in January, and we had a very successful run, which was personally my third dry January or dryuary, as it's called. Now, dryuary or dry January originated in the UK in around 2012, I believe it was, as an initiative by Alcohol Change UK. That's a British charity that's really designed to, or was at that time, to ditch the hangover, reduce the waistline, and save some serious money by giving up alcohol for 31 days. Now, in the Aviation Fitness Facebook group, which I mentioned, and you can join us there if you're not already a member, just type in Aviation Fitness, uh, and I'll leave a, a link in the show notes. It helped a number of us gain some awareness some clarity and clean up our little selves around our health, alcohol, and the self-image that we want for ourselves now and into the future. Now, for me, I liked the idea of kicking off the new year by nixing booze from my life for a month, a sort of post-holiday cleanse, detox, and a reboot, honestly, from the two to three months prior to January of excess regarding food, wine, alcohol in general. So for me, the holiday season starts with Halloween and probably, truth be told, a little before that, moving quickly to Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then I stagger right into New Year's Eve, capped off with a brunch and mimosas and Bloody Marys, typically for New Year's Day. So I liked this idea of dryuary as an alternative to a traditional New Year's resolution, which often involved... um, you know, changing things up, you know, elevating our health, working out, joining a gym, different things like that. So dryuary was a way to challenge myself and gain some benefits such as feeling healthier, 
sleeping better. That was a big one for me, dropping a few pounds, especially that uh, muffin top. And unlike a gym membership, dryuary can actually save you money. So to be honest, it also more than anything forced me to consider the role that alcohol plays in my everyday life and whether I wanted to continue in that particular way. Now, I'm not an alcoholic, nor do I have any kind of addiction to it. And I always like to say I'm actually not addicted to alcohol. I'm addicted to my habit and the experience of it. And honestly, if you're watching on the video, part of the experience is the beverage wear. So my fancy uh, wine glasses for fall and a margarita cup and my Moscow mule. So part of it for me is I always would choose a piece of barware that just reflected the experience. So as much as opening the bottle, I'm more of a wine drinker or margaritas, um, or cosmopolitans. It was more the experience of, of the barware and the, the essence of drinking it and experiencing all that. Now, if you want to play along with this, you can go to throttlebackthebottle.com, throttlebackthebottle.com and join us for this 31 days. So, okay. I know I hear you already. Some of you are saying, what do we really have to forego wine with dinner? happy hour with friends. And what about beers while watching football games? I mean, it's October, it's fall. It's the best of all of that. And what about Halloween when we go trick-or-treating and, and as the kids get treats, we maybe, um, you know, have our neighbors for, pour a sip of wine. Can I say I've done that many, many times. And then what about those Halloween parties too? Please hear and know this. The answer to all those questions the answers are undefined except by you. So what is it that you want to accomplish? That's the biggest thing. There's no right or wrong here. And there's plenty of room for gray area, which I talk a lot in the program about gray area drinking, which is kind of where I feel like I fall. So let's talk about who this is for and what does it mean? First of all, I'm gonna talk about what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean you're an alcoholic. It doesn't mean you can never drink again. It doesn't mean you have a problem. It doesn't mean you won't be fun or have fun. And it doesn't even mean that you can't drink at all during these 31 days. It simply doesn't mean anything about you or your alcohol habits, except whatever you want it to mean. And you, I want to put the emphasis on you. What do you want it to mean? What would you like to accomplish? So who is it for? Well, I mentioned gray area drinking. It's for anyone who may have had or may not have, maybe just wants to clean up health-wise, but for anyone who may have had any of these thoughts or questions, am I happy with when or how much I drink? Why do I overdrink? Why do I drink so much? Kind of the same thing, although that could be days in a row too. Is alcohol affecting my health, my sleep? My sex life. Oh, I'm going to tell you, I got some good stuff around sex and alcohol. Go to throttlebackthebottle.com if you want to learn more. Is alcohol having an impact on my children, my marriage, my relationships? Is alcohol part of what's keeping this extra weight on my body? We'll talk a little bit about cortisol, anxiety, stress, and the chemicals that are released within your body with alcohol consumption. And again, this is not to scare you. This is simply to educate you so that you can make the right choices for yourself and educated choices. Is alcohol actually relieving my stress and anxiety or is it adding to it? 
you may be surprised at some of the data that I have to share on that. And then for me, one of the questions that I had, I would sometimes wake up in the morning and think, why did I drink last night? Or am I going to drink tonight? And I realized I was spending way too much time thinking or overthinking the role that alcohol was going to play in my life for that day, that week, that month, that party, whatever it was. And so I thought, I want to take back control. Now, you may also wonder, what will people say? What will people think? What will they do? How will they react to me? Will I get unfriended? Will I still be invited to events and fit in socially? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. How you handle this socially and with your friends is what's going to determine how they react and how they handle and treat you. Now, when I did my first dry January, I let my friends know what I was up to and why. I just said, you know, I'm gonna, I'm taking this challenge. It started in the UK. I like to do kind of a detox and clean up and eat better and everything through January anyway. So why not include alcohol? Um, and again, you know, that first one was just me wanting to clean house and just see for myself how committed I could be. Could I actually do it? I had a couple friends who joined me, sort of, and by that I mean they didn't fully commit, but they liked it. They supported it. Uh, most of them took a break during the week and, and continued to drink on weekends. And again, that was totally fine. This wasn't about me changing anyone or trying to or try to impose my will um, or any of that. And it wasn't a right or wrong. It still isn't. It's about what you want to do individually. But I really wanted to know, could I actually do it? Could I go 31 days? Now, I'm going to let you know right now that first year in January of 2020, I did not make all 31 days. I had a four-day deviation while I was stressed out, honestly, on vacation when some somewhat shocking news was revealed to me. And my way of dealing was it was dealing with it was to reach for the bottle, have another drink or have a drink and then continue. But then after that four days, when I got back home, I had a choice. I could either throw in the towel or I could pick myself back up. I chose to pick myself back up and chose to focus more on the 27 days that I was successful and what that did for my health and my mindset and my relationship with alcohol instead of beating myself up over four days that I deviated. Right. So which matters more, the four days that I deviated or the 27 days that I was successful, which matters more, um, making it all the way through 31 days and throwing in the towel if you don't or paying attention to what really matters. Well, for me, and I'm a big believer in this, and if you've ever listened to me before, you know that, you know, my definition of a goal is not so much in, in attaining the goal. It's learning about yourself and the person who you become along the way to uh, achieving that goal. So more than anything, I learned about myself. I learned about my motives for drinking and how I could often use alcohol as a crutch to avoid dealing with feelings. Now, again, I share more of this. Just go to throttlebackthebottle.com. Now, I mentioned that first go was January of 2020. Then came the pandemic. And we all know a little bit about that story. I fell into that drinking mosh pit like so many other people. Happy hour every day at four? Because why not? There was nowhere else to go, nothing to do. I didn't even have to shower and show up, right? I was just there going nowhere. Then pretty soon four turned into three. 
And then sometimes that turned into two. And I know my husband and I were hanging out by the pool in the summer. I live in Scottsdale and, you know, it just got earlier and earlier. Sometimes we'd start the day with mimosas at breakfast in the morning. And then one evening, uh, I realized after I poured my second glass of red wine that I wasn't even enjoying it. I was just drinking to drink. I was drinking out of boredom. I was drinking to get ready for the night to go to bed, whatever it was, I was just mindlessly drinking. So I walked inside and I poured that glass of wine down the sink and I didn't overthink it. I just went right in and poured it down the sink. That was when I first came up with the concept of waste versus waste. So wasting it down the sink versus it going to my waste. And at the end of the day and in the next morning, would it matter to me whether I consumed that wine or whether I dumped it down the sink? That's something to really think about. The next day, what does it really matter, right? That was in June of 2020. And I woke up the next morning, actually before I even went to bed, but I woke up the next morning and I said, I'm done drinking for a while. I don't know how long, but I'm gonna commit to this uh, challenge. And I did a 45-day alcohol-free streak, okay? And doing that was a total win for me because, hey, it proved to me I can do this. I wasn't successful in January in terms of making it all the way through the 31 days that I had somewhat committed to, but I committed to this challenge and I made it 45 days. So I thought, hey, I can do this. And even better, it was more than 31 days. So then January of 21 and January of 22, I did the dryuary challenge and those were also successes. And now I run this challenge four times a year, January, April, July, and October. Now, the biggest question that I'm asked is, do you still drink? Do you ever drink? And the answer is yes, but I drink in a much different way. I drink intentionally instead of mindlessly. When I start to cook, I don't automatically reach for a bottle of wine and open it and drink my first glass while I'm cooking, and then my second glass with dinner, and then possibly a third glass after dinner, and then sometimes, oh, what the heck, I'll just finish the bottle. I'm just being honest here. I'm just sharing a little bit of my story and who I am. Hopefully, you won't judge me. I promise not to judge you, but that's the reality of it. So now I still drink, but I drink in a much different way. Um, and in a way, as much as anything, that's not about burying my feelings, not about bearing my emotions and not using alcohol to handle stress and anxiety or thinking that in some way, alcohol is gonna solve my problems or make everything better. So with that, I would love to invite you to join in. Find out if this might be a fit for you. This month, October, with the holidays coming up, to make some decisions for yourself about what you wanna do, how you wanna do it or don't do it, how you wanna have alcohol fit into your life, into the upcoming holidays and into your future. And ultimately, again, what's right for you. This is a judgment-free zone. As I stated, I'm not a teetotaler non-drinker. I just drink more intentionally now. And I know what it's done for my health, my sleep, my hormones, my weight, all of that. Um, it really changed things up for me. So again, go to throttlebackthebottle.com. And join us in the Aviation Fitness Group on Facebook. If you haven't, just search Aviation Fitness or check the show notes. I'll put the link in there as well as the link to the other resources. And I hope to see you on the inside of throttlebackthebottle.com. 
Do you ever find yourself on the struggle bus with relationships, career, or life in general? I'm a mindset and peak performance coach helping women rediscover their own sense of identity and purpose, avoid turbulence, and put their own oxygen mask on first. Together, we work to get you out of autopilot and create a better flight plan for life and relationship success. As a pilot wife for over 30 years, I've navigated thousands of miles and moments in aviation, mommyhood, business, and life in general. I would love to offer you a free call to see if I might be able to help you too. You can go to coach.pilotwifepodcast.com. And if you have a topic suggestion or a story to share on the show, go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. And of course, you'll find all of this at resources.pilotwifepodcast.com. Please take a moment to review and rate the show on whatever your favorite podcast app is. This helps the show get found by others who need what we have here. And you might win some fun swag for your troubles. I'll see you on the journey. And thanks for listening. <laughs>